Well, I'm so excited that you're here to join me for Voice of Breakthrough, this podcast. Podcast. So we are going to hit some powerful topics. Every single week, we will be having a new podcast with a new topic. So get ready. I'm telling you, this is great to exercise to. This is powerful to uh, listen to when you're cleaning your house or cooking that dinner or cutting the grass, which you could turn up loud on your, you know, your, your little iPhone or whatever you have there. Anyway, you're going to love this powerful, life-changing, every single week podcast of Voice of Breakthrough. As we get into today's message, go with me, go with me, turn with me to Luke chapter 12. We did some last week that went along with everything that's going on right now, but let's get to this one. We're going to get to Luke 12, 6. I'm reading now the Passion Translation just because I've really been led by God for this particular teaching to use that translation. I do check everything out with the literal when I do that and with the King James and the Concordance. But I really think this is what God wants to speak to us out of this. Luke 12. What is the value of your soul to God? Could your worth be defined by any amount of money? God doesn't abandon or forget even the small sparrow he made. How then could he forget or abandon you? God will not forget or abandon you. Quit listening to the devil when he says, if the devil's a liar and he's telling you that God abandoned you, you ought to know pretty right away First of all, quit hearing the devil when you don't even hear God. Amen? God will never forget where you are, what's going on in your life, and what's happening to you. And he will never abandon you to that situation the enemy has you in. Can I get an amen? He will never abandon you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. He will not abandon you. Some of you who, who struggle with thoughts of God not being faithful to you or you've already done the unforgivable. You need to make note of that. And these are the kind of scriptures that are swords. Amen. So when the enemy comes and whispers to you, you can't trust God. Say, wait, shut up, devil. In the name of Jesus, Satan, Satan, you're a liar. And Jesus Christ will never forget me and he will never abandon me ever. End of discussion. Amen. What about the seemingly minor issues of your life? Do they matter to God? Of course they do. And I remember when the Lord was getting me to minister to one of um, somebody in my family, and they were really into um, basketball. And their team, which had never won before, was really all the way to the finals. And and the Lord was just dealing with me about being self-absorbed, like quit thinking only about what's going on in, in your life, what's going on in the church, what's in the word. Start looking at the people around you's life and, and start caring about what matters to them. Care about what matters to your children. Care about what matters to your relatives. Care about what matters to your neighbors. Amen? Because God cares about what matters to you. We're supposed to care about what matters to other people. Amen? We're supposed to care about what matters to the black communities and people who don't have much money when the gas prices are this high. Amen? We need to start having that kind of compassion and it be real. Amen? And it be real. So God, whatever matters to us matters to God. You never need to worry for you are more valuable to God than anything else in the world. Okay, I want you to understand you are so valuable to him that he died for you and went to hell for you. 
He, he separated himself from his heavenly father, from who he was as God, just because of your value. Don't ever let anyone, don't let anyone teach your children they don't have value. I don't care what color their skin is. I'm going to say an order makes everybody mad. White children have value. Black children have value. Brown children have value. Children with a reddish tone to their skin have value. Children with a yellowish tone to their skin have value. Because I'm no longer going to think I can't say white first. I can say any of those colors first because to God, there's no, there's no ranking of those. And guess what? To me, there's no ranking of those. And if there is ranking of those to you, you have an issue you need to deal with with God. Can I get an amen? amen. I can assure you of this. If you don't hold back, but freely declare in public, huh, that's what we kind of do around here, that I am the son of man, the Messiah, I will freely declare to all the angels of God that you are mine. People, it's time to be bold. Holidays are coming. Don't be haughty and arrogant about it. Just say what God says. This whole turnaround to bring Virginia out of this mess and to, to take our nation back into what God has for it to be, amen, and even better than it's ever been, is believers being able to vocalize what we believe. Amen. There are more believers than probably any other small group of people in this nation, and yet we've been told to shut up. Well, God didn't tell us to shut up, amen? And Trump might think he's the one who made it so I could say what God wants, but I was saying what God wanted before Trump was ever running for any office, amen? I'm just saying. When you love him and he flows through you and you know him, you're going to say who he is. If, you have been a, if you've been shy with that, you need to repent. Amen? Forget separating your life in God from your life in work. You want God to bless your work? Then you glorify God at your work. You want God to bless your children's school? Then glorify him at the public meetings. Just get free from haughty. Amen? Haughty is that we're looking down at you because we're Christians. Amen? That's not from God. Humble is, Lord, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm just going to say who you are publicly because that's what I believe. I just believe in you. I just think you're... Can you imagine going through anything without Christ? I don't know how anybody gets through anything without Jesus. Amen? But it would be nice if some people knew what to do with this life when it gets rough and know how real Jesus is. If you publicly pretend that you don't know me, says the Lord, I will deny you before the angels of God. What does that mean? That means you're not going to have help in warfare, people. And if you, if you don't get your heart right, it means when you stand before the Father, Jesus isn't going to recognize you. And it won't be uh, welcome into the kingdom, amen? But really, when it talks about angels here, it's talking about now, spiritual warfare now. I'm glad God, um, <laughs> God recognizes me before the angels. When the Lord has me pray or say something and it needs angels because they're the ones who do the warfare in the heavenlies, we don't go in the heavenlies, let's be real. Amen? It's angels and demons and all those principalities, all those things it talks about in the book of Ephesians, I believe, in Colossians and different places. Those are the things that are fighting. Virginia could not turn around without those fighting. Can I get an amen? 
<laughs> that, mm, those te- the, all those parents would not have had a change of heart. That particular person who said what was in his heart, but that was a dumb thing to say, amen? None of that happened, I'll just be honest, until somebody, and I know we did, came against that spirit and bound them from lying and loosed that they would speak what's really in their heart and loose that the people who heard it would really hear what's going on and not be blind anymore. And then God does the part in the spirit realm. Amen? We can't do anything in the spirit realm. We do our part, but you have to be a son or a daughter to even do this, just so you know. Not an infant, not a child. You have to mature. You have to know him. You have to walk with him. You have to know that he's your bridegroom king, and this gets deeper and more awesome than anybody can imagine. And he says this, and you do what he says. It's not because you read it somewhere that your prayers have any meaning, people. Because if that were true, if we look at the way our nation is right now, the wicked have had much more power in their prayers than the saints. Can I get an amen? So could anybody acting all patting on our backs now? Why is it this messed up if we're so good at this? Right? We've got to grow up. What is it? We have to grow up into the headship of Jesus Christ. Connection with him, his heart, his mind, the way he sees and hears things. Get free. Amen? All right. If the Lord says, if anyone speaks evil of me, the son of man, he can be forgiven. But if anyone blasphemes or speaks against the Holy Spirit, it will never be forgiven. All right. I'm not going to get into all this. That blasphemy, because the devil loves to torment people with that. First of all, very few people have ever walked in such a place with God that they could blaspheme. If you hear the devil louder than you've ever heard God, you probably can't blaspheme if you try Blaspheme means you've tasted and seen how good God is. You walk in a deep relationship with him. Judas saw all the miracles, right? Judas saw the miracles. He heard the preaching. He saw the lifestyle of Jesus. Jesus was so real to him that when he chose to turn him in and get money for it, he blasphemed. It's not that the devil gave you a bad thought about God and you agreed with it. It's not that you quit going to church for a while. It's not that you went and sinned. Can I get an amen? So could you just stop listening to him about that? Could you? Because if you don't, you will be tormented. How horrible to walk around feeling hopeless when we are full of hope. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but love, power, and a sound mind. He did not give us hopelessness. He died so you would never be hopeless. If you ever blasphemed the Holy Spirit, you wouldn't be here. You wouldn't be listening on the radio. You would have absolutely nothing to do with God ever. Basically, what it means is Holy Spirit's not going to pull you anymore to the things of God. Holy Spirit's not going to deal with you anymore. Holy Spirit's not going to help you anymore because you don't want anything to do with him. You aren't the one trying to get to God. God is the one who has gotten to you. You can't even get saved. Unless Holy Spirit is already drawing you. You you can't even get saved if your name is not already written in the Lamb's book of life. And he knows you're going to say yes at some point. But it can get blotted out if you want to continue in sin. Can I get an amen? This is all Bible, people. This is all Bible. Don't let the devil torment you, period. But certainly don't let him torment you with something so stupid 
as if you've blasphemed the Holy Spirit when everything in your heart is going to church, listening to preaching. You haven't blasphemed. You cannot blaspheme and be interested in God. Can I get an amen? The devil loves to use that one. He hurts people. He keeps them in bondage. He torments them. He brings up things they did wrong. He constantly puts you in condemnation. There is no condemnation in Christ Jesus. It's condemnations that's tormenting you, not that you blasphemed. Amen. At the same time, if you walk strong with God, if you know him, if you hear him and you walk with him and you start to see your heart walking away and all of a sudden you're drawn back to sin and perversion and all kinds of mess and then all of a sudden you actually tell God to get away, you don't want him anymore. See, blasphemy is a knowing he's real but saying you don't want him. Can I get an amen? All right. Okay. Remember this. Okay, when he tells us to remember this, what should we do? Remember this. When people accuse you before everyone and forcefully drag you before the religious leaders and authorities, and let me just say, any court, but especially when you're persecuted, but any court, God says he will give you the words to say. Amen? Do not be troubled. Do not worry about defending yourself or be concerned about how to answer their accusations. You need to apply this to every area where somebody's calling you to confront you. But don't pretend it doesn't bother you when it does. Can I get an amen? Just realize all that worrying and all shows that you need to go to God and get some answers. Amen? You don't want to go before people accusing you before you have the sword of the Spirit from the Lord. What word is this? What should I do, Lord? What can I do, Lord? And, and you've all heard my story, but I mean, I've had so many stories. I've had people trying to take my license this way. I've had a lawsuit, I guess, a year and a half ago, two years ago. I don't know when it was now. The Lord wouldn't even let me respond until the sheriff came and knocked on the door and handed me a whatever those things are, a subpoena, whatever it is. And um, I was being sued by a truckload of, for a truckload of money. Before that, we had irritating phone calls, this, that, and the other. And all this stuff was happening. And seriously, I just ignored it. Why? Because he told me to. He said, don't get in it, don't get in it, don't get in it. If I had gotten into it, this church would have spent thousands of dollars that didn't need to be spent. But once I finally got the, I'm going to court thing, then I said, well, Lord, I'm not in pretended faith. What do I do about this? And then he gave me the scripture to the one about basically go to your um, accuser or whatever and make friends with them on the way to see the judge. Go and work this out with the person who's suing you. So I did. And I had tons of favor. All, right, all the way to the point where it had to do with supposedly trespassing on the the property behind us. It wasn't just me. It was everybody along here, but everybody else had lawyers and they were talking to them. I was the only one who wouldn't respond. And so they thought we're going to make, we're going to make a scapegoat of her and we're going to take her to court and we're going to make her bow her knee to us saying that she's trespassing with our sewer or septic or something. I had two years to worry about that, that I chose to listen to God. Amen? I had two years to get lawyers involved and fight it and make a big mess. And if God told me to do that, guess what? I would have done that. 
But I just called. Actually, somebody from the ministry had already been working on the person to get them saved. And we talked about the Lord and told her my story and how much she loved this church and everything else. So she felt really bad that her lawyer, but people don't say your lawyer, you're the one who's paying them, had been so mean to me and sent me something mean <laughs> for a lot of money. So we kind of worked it out. So then she got her lawyer on the phone. We'll just call him Mr. Grinch. And that's being polite. And he's acting all sweet and kind. Because I said, why were you so hateful to me when our church does this, 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 and this for your property, for your tenants? So then they worked out a deal that if I would sign these papers to say we were trespassing and allow them to use our land to put a new pumping system or something, I would be dropped from the lawsuit and they would make all my neighbors pay and my neighbors would have to pay my share because we don't want to hurt the church, which is good. You guys are good. You have helped us. You do have a lot of people that go to your church that are in this community. We, we don't want to do that. So I said, Lord, what do I do? He said, did you trespass? I said, no. No, I said, Lord, are we trespassing? He said, no. So I said, well, I can't sign that. They're like, what do you mean you can't sign that? We've worked this all out, so you don't have to pay a penny. I said, yeah, but I have to lie and say that I'm trespassing, which they would have then used to get everybody else. And I said, but I'm not trespassing. And then the woman says, very nice. She said, well, we're trying to help you out. We don't want to hurt your church. We know you don't have the money. I said, oh, I have plenty of money. I have more money than everybody else that you're suing. Oh, I thought you didn't have any money. I said, do you know who my God is? Plus, I actually had the money in the bank to pay what they were doing at that, by the time it got to that point, not at first. But I said, but I, I'm not paying because I'm not trespassing. So I had the lawyer. God gave me the words. So I'm talking to this Mr. Grinch, and I'm talking to this nicer person who's kind of upset all this is happening. He's already spent 200000 I think, on lawyers, which is crazy. And, and, um, and I pray. And I say, Lord... He gives me the words, and they're just all listening. We're on a conference call, and I'm like, Lord, I thank you that you know where those papers are that this lawyer says aren't, exist, aren't in existence, but you know that they are. You know, Lord, that we are not um, trespassing. You know that these other businesses aren't trespassing. You know, Lord, that, that these papers are somewhere. So, Father, I thank you that you're going to put these papers in my hand. And then, Lord, this is going to be ended. And I just give you praise for that. And you're an awesome, powerful God. And, Lord, we only want the truth to come out. Lord, if we are trespassing, we will pay what we need to pay. We will do what needs to be done. But, God, I believe with all my heart for all these 60 years, all these businesses have not been trespassing using that septic system. And I said, amen. And the lady said, amen. And the lawyer, Mr. Grinch, was like, well, you're not going to find those papers. I said, did you just hear my prayer? People, I had those papers in my hand within 24 hours. I went down. The Lord had everybody at the city, which is an unbelievable miracle. Five people in the city, including people who searched for titles, found those papers. 
And I also had the guy who had a lien on my building. I didn't know he was supposed to release the lien. So he got papers too. He's the one who had the papers to show me how to go find the papers when I called him and said, hey, you know, you're on this lawsuit too. Why do you still have a lien on my building? Oh, I forgot to take it off. I said, well, good, now you're involved. But he had my title insurance. I don't know why I didn't have it because I'm no good at this stuff. He had everything saved in order. My title insurance showed that it had already been proven that that was legit. So I just had to take that paper down and they had to go look all this up. And not only that, I came back and gave the information to every single one of the other businesses. And within 24 hours, the entire lawsuit that had tormented people for two years, cost thousands to many, was dropped. Can I get an amen? Amen? We've got to quit doing this stuff without God unless you want to just lose all your hair and worry all the time. He already knows. Amen? He already knows. I didn't ask him that we wanted to cheat. If we needed to pay, I would ask him for the money. Amen? Do y'all get this? It's about asking him. It's about hearing him. It's about walking with him. It's about quit believing the devil and living in condemnation and counterfeit spirituality and not having something that's real. The amount of stuff that hits me overseeing this ministry is amazing. I'm just telling you, I've been hit out. CIA got me out of places. I've been in the worst typhoon in, a, in history, in written history. I was on the island where it was supposed to hit. And what does God do? Go tell the reporters Nothing's going to happen here. Do you think those reporters thought I was crazy? Yes, they did. 10,000 people died in that typhoon. But not one, our wind did not get over 60 miles an hour. We sat outside under a porch for the whole typhoon. You just had to watch coconuts falling. Well, a coconut hit you just right, it could be bad. Amen? Why? Because God told us what to do. He told us exactly what to do and how to pray. Nobody to this day can figure out why that one little island did not get whammed when all the other islands everywhere around it was. And that was the island where it was supposed to come on shore, the eye, the main thing. Thing was so big, came on the island beside us. On the island beside us, a thousand people died the minute the tsunami wave from it came up. That would have been where my hotel was at had the thing had changed course. Am I happy for them? No. Did I try to make it do something else? Yeah. But guess what? You don't get to say you're not God. You are not God. He wouldn't say in the scripture, a thousand will fall to one side, 10,000 to the other, unless sometimes other people are going to die, but not you. Amen? The shaking that's going on right now is about you being shaken and you getting faith and you walking with God. And if you still believe in covering doctrine and you look for me to protect you or you look for somebody else to protect you, you're going to be in bad shape during the season. Amen? I'm supposed to train and equip you. I'm not supposed to take the place of God for you, and I refuse to, and you all know that. Can I get an amen? But the church, the new wineskin, is only going to be those who will quit trying to take God's place and instead will help people know how to connect to the headship of Jesus Christ. This is about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, and it is so awesome. It is better than anything you could ever imagine. 
A true relationship with Jesus is better. Get rid of all the things that are in your way. Get rid of your, your walls. Get rid of your, I'll never do that. Get rid of your judgments. Get rid of whatever it is that makes you think that you're not supposed to have a powerful, wonderful, intimate, glorious relationship with Jesus because it's a lie. And Satan loves putting that lie there. And the more you hang on to those lies, the harder it's going to be in the shaking. Can I get an amen? Simply be confident, hello, and allow the spirit of wisdom access to your heart. He will reveal in that very moment what you are to say to them. Can I get an amen? Do you know, I do that every time before I come to preach. Lord, I'm confident you're going to show me what to preach and when to preach it and how to preach it. Because you're the one who wants to talk to the people. You're the one who knows what, who needs to hear what today. You know who's going to be there. Amen. You know who's going to be watching. We usually have thousands more watch. You know who they are. You know what they need. Can I get an amen? Just then someone spoke up from the crowd and said, we're going to finish with this one. Master, you should tell my older brother that he has to divide the family inheritance and give me my fair share. Okay, get this a minute now. Crowds are there. They're crushing. I mean, all this stuff from the beginning of this. He's now sharing from his heart that he will give you what to say. He's telling you what the Holy Spirit's going to do. He's telling you how you're going to be living your life after you get born again. And then this guy in the crowd is only thinking about what's going on in his family with money. Some of you have been sitting here this morning instead of hearing what God wants or watching, and you're just thinking about a problem you have. Can I get an amen? And if you would quit going to God just for every little problem and every little thing and wanting somebody to answer it, if you would quit going to church for somebody to prophesy exactly your problem or speak out your word, my goodness, how much easier would it be to be healed than you didn't have to turn on and wait for a prophet on some show? And that's fine when God does it. I'm okay with it. I'm not against Holy Spirit doing anything. Amen? But how about get healed whether they call out your name or not? How about move into what he's called for you without them calling out your name or not? How can you do that? Because you know Jesus and you hear God and you walk with God and he can speak. I would just as soon God speak to me through his word, by his spirit, than through a prophet. Now, if he chooses to speak through a prophet, fine. If I come to a place where it's hard to hear, then fine. Amen? And anything God wants to do. But he wants us to grow up. He wants us to grow up. He wants us to grow up into him. Amen? If you grow up into him, you really don't get rattled over anything. Now, you might for a few seconds, but you know what to do. You stop, you calm down, you seek God, and you hear him. Can I get an amen? All right. So here is this guy, Master, Lord, you, you need to tell my older brother that he has to buy the family inheritance and give me my fair share. Jesus answered, my friend. I love it. He's nice, no matter what. He goes, my friend. I need to get more of that, don't I? <laughs> Help me with that, Lord. Help me to be more calm and sweet when I'm rebuking people. Amen? My friend, because he's really rebuking him. You can't expect me to help you with this. It's not my business to settle arguments between you and your brother. That's yours to settle. There's a really powerful spiritual law here. Can I get an amen? There's a very powerful spiritual law here. There are things God wants you to settle. There are things that you have to choose to settle yourself. And you can get in his word to see how to do that. You have to deal with your heart issues to settle that, which he's going to do in a few seconds, you'll see. Amen? 
He's basically saying, this isn't about me telling somebody else what to do. This is about you dealing with your heart issues. There's another really powerful thing here. Stay out of everybody else's business. Just stay out of their business. Pray for them. If God gives you wisdom, fine. If, if, you, oh, if you have a position of authority and, and it, you see something's really hurting them, but you don't tell people what to do. Can I get an amen? They have to figure life out themselves. They just like this whole thing. It is wrong for anyone. I'm just saying it's wrong. It is wrong for anyone to tell you what to do with your body. And I'm not talking about a baby's body. Can I just get a heads up? A baby's body is not a woman's body unless it's a female. And when it comes out and grows up, it'll be a woman's body. Amen. Or when, right when it comes out, it's a woman's body. It comes out either a male or a female. I maybe just made it so I can't boost this on Facebook, but Lord have mercy. Amen. Okay. It, <laughs> when that body comes out of you, you still have your entire body. That's real science. Amen. But no one should tell you what you should do with your own body. Unless, it, let me see this. If it was such an agreement, then you would go along with whatever. Amen? Amen? I mean, there's not many people in here, I don't think, who wouldn't go get, um, uh, if polio was around again. I, don't th I think you'd go get a polio shot. All you'd have to watch is one movie with somebody with polio and what they go through. And once, you're, once you catch it outside of a miracle, it's really, really horrifically bad news. Amen? Amen? So I just think giving people the correct information, Jesus is saying, get your information and make your own decision. Amen? Now, if it's something that's so controversial, what's going, then you seek him. What should I do, Lord? Truthfully, you should ask him what to do if, if there's any kind of fear attached to it, if there's any kind of confusion. If there's not, then praise God, do what you're doing. Amen? It's not sin. Okay, it's not sin. It's sin if you're afraid to take something and then you take it because you're bullied into taking it. Amen? But then just get above all that and don't be bullied into anything. Ask God what to do and then do it. Amen? We, we, we make these wars over things that God's not in. Can I say, amen? The church has fallen for this so big. It's just unbelievable. What is he saying? I'm thankful that he's telling some people to say no to mandates that take away from our constitutional rights. Amen? Praise God. I'm also thankful that some are okay with them so that we still have nurses working and doctors working and people working in positions. Amen? Because their way to fight it may not be the same as somebody else's. Can I get an amen? Lord already told me, do whatever you want. I'm going to take care of you, but I just want you praying on Friday nights. That's all he told me. Y'all just pray on Friday nights. Then he just added to that. Now I want to build the local church there. So let's do it. I'm like, cool. Sounds fun. Let's go there. And we've got all kinds of events being planned, and it's just exciting. Anyway, all right. Jesus says, my friend, you can't expect me to help you with this. It's not my business to settle arguments between you and your brother. That's yours to settle. Then speaking to the people, Jesus continued, be alert. 
Guard your heart from greed and always wishing for what you don't have. He's pointing out, I love how he did this. See, y'all would all be offended if I did this. If I, so you asked me something and I told you what to do and then I started preaching the answer that you needed that revealed your heart condition. Oh, people be storming out the church. Did you hear I asked that and then she preached on greed. She preached on my heart being wrong. Can you believe that? Can I get an amen? Well, can I just say, if I haven't offended you, I probably haven't preached very well to you. Amen? I mean, is there anyone here who has never been offended? And don't lie. Remember saying a nice so far? Amen. Rennie hasn't been offended. Yay, Rennie. Yeah, but you used to give me a hard time. <laughs> and I'm praying I don't ever offend you. But if God offends you, let him go for it. Amen? All right. Speaking to the people, Jesus continues. Be alert and guard your heart from greed. Who has to be alert and guard their hearts? We do. Which means we have to do that. We have to see, is greed sneaking in? Yeah, I think a lot of people start out really, I think a lot of politicians probably start out really with a desire to help. But then when they get all this money and all this potential and all this inside information, how many know they're going to be fighting greed? Amen. That's with anything. You think, well, I'll never be greedy. But truthfully, you get the first time you get a raise and then you can go buy something else. And then God tells you to do something else with the money. You're like, well, wait a minute. Amen. Quit acting like you know what you do if you had a lot of money because you don't. And quit acting like you know what you do if you didn't have a lot of money if you do. Amen. You don't know till you're there. And you're supposed to seek God wherever you are. Everybody has like there, I would just do, you don't know what you would do. You don't know what you would do if you were these politicians. You don't know what you would do. You don't know what you would do if you were me. I don't know what I'd do if I were you. I know I'd pray, but I'd pray if I'm me. Amen? Be alert, guard your heart from greed, and always wishing for what you don't have. Get this really good. If you're living for what you're going to get in the future, you have greed in your heart. Can I get an amen? I'm not talking about not desire to be in God's will. There's a difference in doing what you're doing to be in God's will versus doing what you're doing to make money. Doing what you're doing to make money is greed. It's, it's a level of money. It's, a, it's the second, it's the only other root um, in scripture. There's bitterness is a root. We talked about that few weeks ago. The other root is the love of money. And, and when it says love there, it's about I, my whole life is dependent on how much money I make. Well, all you have to do is watch what inflation is doing right now, and your life isn't dependent on how much money you make. Your life might be more dependent on how you can stretch the money you make or how you can trust God. Can I just say there's no way possible for what God has done here to be done there's no way possible. We bought, we bought this building because uh, God told me to. I think we had $200 in the bank. I had no idea you can't get loans if you're nonprofits. I had no idea what we, I had no idea, you guys, none. But guess what? I stepped out in faith. Amen? I stepped out in faith, and this is totally paid for. You may think that's not much. I like this building. It's worth over a million dollars. But I like it. 
I don't care about buying fancy stuff because I just don't. Amen? I don't, wanna, I don't think God cares about that for our, our church. I'm fine if somebody has to have fancy stuff and get fancy people to come. That's praise God. I'm not touching that. Is it, why? Because what did we just learn? It's none of my business. It's none of my business. What's my business? The true business is I want to be about my father's business. Amen? I want to be about what he's showing me to do. I want to be about what he's talking about. But if you really watch this, this is really cool. If you really see this, Jesus begins to answer his issue. What Jesus is saying, you get greed. But let me teach everybody about it. Let me teach everybody what they need to be alert of. Let me teach everybody what they need to do. And so he goes on, he says, greed and wishing for what you don't have. Can I just say this holiday season? Don't get your focus on what you don't have and what you're asking everybody for. Get your focus on Jesus. Some of you would be really good just to tell Jesus what you want sometimes because he'll ask you. And then watch what people give you. Amen? Just guard your heart. Just guard your heart. What's in my heart? Do I really can't wait to see what I get? Or for me personally, I just can't wait to see other people blessed. I do. I enjoy it. I'm cutting back this year, which is, I, I, I'm like, I'm like Mama Santa Claus, okay, for years. And they're all grown now. They make way more than I do. And they have way more than I do. Some of it. And I still like, I'm going to get you this. And I don't look like, are they giving me that back? They're like, Mom, Mom, just tell me something to give you. I don't know. I got everything. I would say, if, if, I, if, if I don't have it, it's because I, you can't afford it. <laughs> Amen. Because I, I, I love what God, I love my life that I have, but my life is not in the stuff that I have. Amen. And that's what you're going to see this. He goes on. For your life can never be measured by the amount of things you possess. The other translation says, life is not in your possessions. Now, people need to hear that because there is a spirit of greed that can get on people to think that their possessions really matter. And the truth is, if we're honest and we like stuff, how many like stuff? None of y'all like stuff. I like stuff, okay? If you want to give me presents this Christmas, you can. Really easy to buy for because I like almost everything, amen? I just like stuff. I like giving it away, but I like getting it, amen? Can I get an amen? Quit acting all, you know, no, I don't like stuff. Now, some people don't like stuff because they don't want to mess with it. But most people in our nation like stuff. Amen? It's okay to like stuff. It's just not okay to think there's life in your stuff. I remember when I actually had some bondage with this because I grew up without a whole lot. I grew up with a you know, really tight budget. My dad was a construction worker and had five kids, and we really didn't have a lot. I mean, I remember when I had a cousin ask me, why did I have the same bid spread that I had in the summer, in the winter. I said, this is the same bid spread I've had my whole life. <laughs> I, I thought you only got a bid spread until there's holes in it. You kept that bid spread. I don't think I ever got more than one bid spread. Amen. <laughs> and she's like, changes them four times a year for every season. Probably has a Christmas one and all now too. But that was her reality. And she was serious. She goes, well, you know, this is the same bid spread you had on in the summer. This same business, but I've had all for five years. I just never, I don't care. I didn't think about it. Amen? Do you see what I'm saying, people? But it didn't matter to me. I didn't go, I wish I could have a bid spread every season. Why can't I have a bid spread every season? You know? Amen? 
because it wasn't in my heart. But it tries to get in your heart, especially at Christmas time, right? I'm going out there trying to find something to buy. I absolutely so need nothing that I'm like, gosh, I don't really, I can't even get myself a present. You can ask my husband, like, what did we get you? I said, I don't have a clue. I said, think of something, surprise me. <laughs> Amen. And I do like what anybody gives me. But anyway. But when I had that issue, really thinking, you got to watch with this stuff of storing up food and all right now. Amen. I believe it's wise, if you can do it, to store some food when we're living in the days we're living in. And you see bolts all stuck out there with some ridiculous reasons. And you see what they did, places still lockdowns and all this stuff. I just think it's wise to have food. I think it's wise to buy food that you'll eat, whether you need it or not in an emergency. Amen? But you can start having that spirit of greed. Remember, greed is, I got to take care of this. I got to take care of this. But God will have people to know to do that. Amen. Why? Because we live in a natural world. And I really would rather pick out my own food than have a bird bring it to me. Amen. I mean, if I get so desperate that I need a bird to bring me something, then okay. All right. But if I can just have a little pantry closet and not need a bird to bring me anything for at least a couple of months, that sounds good to me. Amen. But it's when you get that thing, I'm going to protect myself from this. Like the Lord, when he was setting me free from this, he goes, well, I could set you free really fast from this. I'm like, how? He said a house fire. I said, yep, that would take care of it. That would be all my stuff and everything gone and everything we saved up. And okay, Lord, I repent. I get it. Thank you for no house fire. Thank you for this discussion. Thank you. Now, would God do a house fire? No, but the devil would. See, these things in your heart open the door for the enemy. These things in your heart based on fear open the heart, open the door for the enemy. Let me say again. These things in your heart based on fear open a door for the enemy. Amen. God doesn't do evil. He just warns us and tells us to be guard, be, be on guard. All right. Jesus gave him an illustration. A wealthy landowner had a farm that produced bumper crocs. In fact, it filled his barns overflowing. He thought, what should I do now that every barn is full? I have nowhere else to store more. I know what I'll do. I'll tear down the barns and build one massive barn that will hold all my grain and goods. That's called garages, storage sheds, um, paid for uh, public storage places, um, every closet packed, anything else, adding rooms for packing. See how much you can get. Okay, it doesn't say there's anything wrong with putting stuff in where you have places to put it. The heart of this man was, I don't have enough places to put all this stuff, so I'm going to build more. Now, I'm going to tell you, this was used by the enemy recently to try to take somebody out. I'm not going to get into details, but God gave me this scripture when I was praying for this person who literally was fighting a health issue for their life. Isn't God cool? Because I, I was like, only he could show you why the enemy was trying to do this. Can I tell you something? If you get something, even something that's going around and some people get whammed by it and some people do great and some people die. If you die or if you get whammed hard, there is a spiritual reason. Amen. So the Satan was going to hit you with this or hit you with something else. Amen. Because he has a right to. 
That's why God says, be on guard, be alert. Okay. Then I can, this, the person's idea, if I just hold on to all this, if I just have all this, and I really struggle with this some, actually. I've got, Lord, you've got to get this out of my heart. Because I think when you grow up, for me, when I grew up in a situation where we thought you could, doctors were too expensive and you only had one couple sets of clothes and you, and I also went and hung out with um, a cousin who was super wealthy, okay? And I loved that. I mean, they had an entire attic that was totally redone. It was nothing but clothes that, um, that my aunt had, just hundreds, hundreds of outfits, fancy, nice, expensive stuff. And, and fancy furniture and antiques and all these kind of things. So as a little kid, I'd go home and I, I appreciated my dad's hard work and what we had. And I loved having family. I, I never felt deprived at all. Amen. But then I compare it and I, and I would think, wow, it would be nice to have all that stuff. It's not that blatant. Okay. Does everybody get me? Amen. It's not that blatant, but it's like, okay, Lord. So, so for me, this is something I can't try to take care of myself. Sometimes I get the thought, well, you know, things are really bad. I have so much stuff. If I just don't gain a lot of weight, I'll be fine. I'll have clothes. Amen. And Lord's like, I take care of you, not your stuff. I take care of you. That's why we do our giveaway every year. So I can get rid of a lot of stuff. He says, when you have the idea, if I can just sit back, surround it with comfort and ease, I'll enjoy life with no worries at all. Can I say people who have a retirement mentality of just sitting back and having comfort and ease live in the wrong attitude biblically? You, 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 your whole focus, this person's whole focus is comfort and ease, comfort and ease. How many know a lot of old people with a lot of money and uh, all the things attacking their physical bodies and the things they can't do and all that. The comfort and ease isn't there. Amen? Amen? <laughs> kind of like, enjoy it while you're young. No, just, that's not in the Bible. I didn't say that. <laughs> enjoy every single day. Amen? Just live for God and know he'll take care of things. And then do what he shows you. Okay? Pretended faith is, I'm not going to get insurance. I'm not going to have a savings. I'm not going to do this. He doesn't tell you not to do that. He says, get rid of the heart issue that says that if you do all that, you'll never have a problem. But he doesn't say not to do those things. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's always about the heart. It's always about the heart. Satan cannot attack you because you have a lot of stuff. He can attack you if your comfort, if your joy, if what you're expecting is in that stuff. If that stuff takes the place of God. I'm going to just say this too. If you think retiring is going to be the thing to give you comfort and ease instead of comfort of the Holy Spirit, ease, love, joy, peace, goodness, kindness, long-suffering, patience in Christ, then the enemy is going to somehow attack your retirement the same way he attacks your work. Can I get an amen? This is about God. This is about God's in charge. God, you're in charge of this. I'm not against retirements. I think it could get really old doing the same thing, especially when people have really difficult jobs and stuff. It's about, Lord, what do you want? When do you want it? How do you want it? When the grace is gone for something, amen, then it's time to do something else. What's grace? Grace is God's supernatural power, provision for everything he's promised you, and he puts the yes on it, amen? When the yes is gone, it's a struggle. When the yes is gone, it's a struggle. If you live for God, if you live for money, then it's not about living for God. And you're in the wrong spirit. Amen? You get in the kingdom, in the kingdom. Lord, what do you want to do? 
in the kingdom, he'll take care of you. Now, he will show you things to do. But everybody living in this crazy day we're living in knows it could all be gone really fast just by some really bad politicians. Amen? But you can't touch the unshakable things. Amen? You can't take Jesus away from me. You can't take that he'll provide for me. You can't take that he'll take care of me. You can't take that he can give me divine health. You can't take that from me. Amen? It's unshakable. So we just need to get that place with him. I want, okay, God's, what is he? He says not to worry. Remember, he says, don't worry about anything. Bring all your cares to him, right? But he's telling a counterfeit of people not worrying because they think they got enough money and stuff. Okay? So you got to know, where is my not worrying at? That's the key. Why is it I really, and get away from pretended faith, okay? I'm just, pretended faith is a setup to make you think you have more faith than you have and you keep getting in a mess instead of stopping and saying, why am I in this mess all the time? Stop and say, why are you in that mess? Especially if it's the same mess over and over, amen? I say, embrace your trial so you don't have to go through it again, amen? Lord, why am I in this mess? Quit blaming everybody else and everything else. Stop before you're in a bigger mess. If you got financial issues, then why don't you stop when you first see you got financial issues until it's so big it almost takes your house? Can I get an amen? Before it almost takes everything that you have and your debt is so high that you're a slave, the Bible says, you're now a slave to the world system. Why don't you deal with your heart issues? That's what Jesus is doing with this man. How cool is this? All right. So God says, God says to him, what a fool you are to trust in your riches and not in me. The very, now, this very night, the messenger of death, the messengers of death are demanding to take your life. And the Lord showed me when I was praying for a certain person, this is why, this has nothing to do with the sickness they got. This has to do with the, where they put their trust. Where they put their trust. And because that's where they put their trust in anything but Jesus Christ, Satan has an authority to touch their life. So how many would, you know, so what do I do? I call this person who's extremely sick, like really sick, like maybe needs to go to the hospital, kind of sick to go to the hospital. And I have to call and say, hey, I have a scripture for you. Satan's trying to kill you. And this is why. And they're so sick they can hardly talk to me. I'm like, Lord... This does not seem like good timing. I don't, I don't want to make this harder on them when they're already full of, they're just so weak and sick. And I did it very gently. I'm doing it not as gently now because I know they're going to hear this and they need to seriously. Because it's one thing to repent when the devil's trying to kill you. It's another thing to then live that out and mean it. Amen. And so it's like, you can't have your stuff take the place of relationships. You can't have what you can give people and do for people and pay for people take the place of you being in a relationship with them that's real. And if you take something to block relationships to handle life, you take a spirit that will block you from having an intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen. You block being able to have an intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. 
That's why this is all about heart issues. That's why Jesus did not solve this man's problem. Jesus went right into teaching them about heart issues because he's, he, he knew this. He, doesn't, he, he didn't counsel people one-on-one, very rarely. You saw the woman at the well. I don't know if you see hardly anyone else. He, he usually taught in groups or he taught in, the mul- in multitudes. He's teaching to a big group of people here. Why? Because a big group of people can all get the same understanding without him personally solving that one problem. Get a hold of that. Ring. Uh, can I come to counseling? I got this. I said, no. You can come on Tuesday nights. You can hear what we have. You can be part of our mentorship and all the subjects are there. You can hear what the word says, but I, I, I'm not called. I'm, not, I'm okay if you're called to counseling. I'm not. I know the, I know the counselor. Amen. <laughs> but I'm called to doing the teaching that everybody can grab and everybody can change and everybody needs to hear. Amen. His word. God said, what a fool you are to trust in your riches and not in me. This very night, the messengers of death are demanding to take your life. Then who will get all the wealth that you have stored up for yourself? What the Lord's saying, all your stuff, even if you could take care of yourself, what good is it? Is it going to help the people who need you? Is it going to help your children? Is it going to help your grandchildren when they need you? And if, if you've got your children needing your stuff more than they need you, and I don't mean need in a, in a codependent way, I mean want you around, something's wrong. Something's wrong if people want you to check out so they get your stuff. Can I get an amen? Something's wrong if you think your parents' stuff belongs to you before they have actually left the planet in God's timing, not yours. To treat someone as if their stuff means more than them is wrong. But worse than that, to have their stuff mean more to you. I, I, I don't even understand. I'm just, why talk about stuff that's not yours yet? Why, why make someone feel like they have no value except for what they can leave you? And don't count your retirement on what somebody else might leave you. Your hope is in Christ. Amen? Where's your heart? Come on, you guys. We have an entire nation that sees this so wrong. And we need, we need to get free. And we need to see our children free. And we, that doesn't mean you deprive them. Okay, depriving them just makes them want it more. It means you have such healthy, wonderful relationships that they'd rather have that than stuff. Amen? It's like they enjoy. Like I actually like, my kids like coming to see John and I, and we love it when they come, and we love visiting them. I even like their dogs now. Amen? And get free from self-absorbed. Self-absorbed only sees about you and what's happening for you and how this affects you. Get free from that. Listen to the teaching. It's powerful. And begin to listen to people. Begin to see where they're coming from, what matters to them. Amen? It doesn't mean I have to watch sports. That just came from Holy Spirit. I don't know what that was for, but... I don't have to, like... Your entertainment, even wholesome entertainment, to care about you. 
John and I are very happy with two televisions. And believe me, they have totally different programming on them, but neither one of them are evil programming. I just don't get it. Little man running across the field with a ball, you know. Another one, boom, ba -doom, ba -doom, ba -doom, ba -doom, ba -doom. okay, yay. You know, go do that. Get some exercise or something. You know, I just, you know. I'm okay, I'll watch how to put something in a crock pot every now and then so I can go do that. But I don't, I don't watch cooking shows and not cook. So why do you guys watch so many athletic sports shows and not do any athletics? Can I get an amen, ladies? We like shopping shows, but we shop. Amen? I'm not saying that was God. Okay, that wasn't God. That was just my personal reflection on something that's kind of funny. All right. Luke 12, 21. This is what will happen to all those who fill up their lives with everything but God. What, what will happen? Satan will be able to send messengers of death and end their lives before the time God has for them. That's how serious it is. That's how serious the root of bitterness is and how serious the love of money is. Amen? That's how serious getting your needs met in anything but God and a relationship with God and then relationships that are healthy with other people. So we'll pick this up next week and really go on how not to worry and how to do this. But did this help anybody? Because then you go before the Lord and you say, Lord, get this out of my heart. Show me why it's there. Show me how it got there. Show me things that I'm doing, but it's because I'm so afraid that I'm not going to be taken care of. I'm so afraid of what's coming. Don't let this stir up in me, Lord. Give me your wisdom. And Lord, get everything that has to do with having stuff and having money that takes the place of a relationship with you. Get every bit of it under the blood of Jesus and set me free. Amen. Father, we thank you. Lord, I thank you that you're shaking everything that can be shaken. I pray, Lord, that people who've heard this, who are fighting sicknesses and fighting diseases and fighting terminal things, Lord God, that there is no spirit of condemnation. But those who know you could take a moment and stop and say, Lord, have I put all my value in stuff? Is there, is there walls between me and relationships? God, is there something wrong with my relationship with you? Father, I want to walk in freedom. I do not want a messenger of death to be able to come and touch the days that I'm supposed to be living for you. So Lord, I just break the lies right now in the name of Jesus that when somebody dies, it's God's will. Lord, you tell us where to have. You tell us where to finish the work the Father has for us. You tell us, Lord God, in another scripture that we can have... Um, up to 80 years or more if not satisfied. Father, one scripture says 120, but y'all can have that one. I'm cool with the 80s. And so, Lord, I just thank you. I want to finish the work you have for me, Lord, and then I'm okay to be out of here. But, Lord, help us to see, to know your word, to look at these situations, to hear your preaching with ears to hear how does this apply to my life. And, Lord, set us free in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, if you love this teaching, then you better say you love this teaching. Then we want you to check out our web at beautyforashes.org. There is so much teaching there, and there's a resource uh, library there. And also, check out my Facebook page at Cindy Foster Beauty for Ashes Ministry. We'd love you to partner with us and come along for the ride into the apostolic. God bless you.